Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of another Snack Cake episode of the Salt Podcast. <laughs> Let's get some food, and then we'll see if we have similar tastes or disagree. It's the Mess Hall Podcast with Avery and Lena. So, like I said, we're doing snack cakes again we've done one of these before but now we have some new ones yeah, we did it with danny and pam yeah that was a while ago so yeah. probably almost two years ago i think we did them during uh we did pandemic, during, yeah like when the pandemic first started so yeah it's uh good to get back on the snack cakes here so what are we get diving into well first we have mrs freshly's oreo brownie we've talked about brownies but yeah we're starting here just because it's kind of on topic, because Oreo is celebrating their 110th birthday with a contest. Well, until April 8th, where where you can win a bunch of different wishes, they're calling it. $3,000, a vacation, an Oreo speaker. You can even there you can plug in your own wish. There's a game where you can blow out your own candles. But <laughs> it's a little... But they... It's different in the States. I guess there's like, you can win a telescope so you can junk your cookie in the like milky way, like so you can see it. Maybe we should enter. Baking, yeah. Maybe we should enter so we can do our own Oreo podcast, get Mr. Oreo on the podcast. (laughs) But anyway, I don't want to give them too much uh, free publicity. Let's see how their brownie is. We're starting with this one basically because we've had it for a while and I'm excited for a brownie. So let's. Good, good. Let's get into it. It was a good brownie. Just wasn't Oreo y enough. I don't think the Oreo added anything except no. for some crumbs on top that uh made it messy. But it was a good brownie, kind of nice and fudgy in the middle and mm-hmm. very chocolatey. P- really sweet. But that's not Yeah, that's uh, I thought that's what you usually get from a package brownie. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, a good place to start. Yeah. So bring you an ad from our sponsors. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This week's podcast shout out is going to Scam Time. Stephanie Wolf and Karen Johnson Diamond gasp and giggle over topics of fraud, phonies, Ponzi's, and pyramids, plus hoaxes and hilarity. This podcast is part of the Alberta Podcast Network and it's a pretty cool podcast. So if you're into the true crime and scams and stuff like that, make sure you check it out. You can find it on Apple I, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Overcast or anywhere else you can find your podcasts. That again is Scam Time. Check it out. It's part of the Alberta Podcast Network and it's a pretty cool podcast. So I enjoy it. So hopefully you do too. So what are we trying next, Sarah Lena? Next up, we also have from Miss Freshly, Mrs. Freshly's Snowballs Cream Filled Cakes. They were introduced in 1947 and the cream filling was added three years later. First, they were white. <laughs> um, and then after a couple of years, they made them pink. So one was white in the package and one was pink. And then they just decided eventually on pink for both. And sometimes you can get specialty colors like lavender for spring or green for St. Patrick's Day. Now, they're mentioned a lot in TV and movies. The 1990 movie Catch Fire, there's a character who surprises another character with covering her bed in snowballs, which sounds amazing because they're so soft. <laughs> they're in Con Air. They're in lots of movies. They they're mentioned in um the one with Hannibal Lecter, can Silence of the Lambs. Yep. But most memorably, I'd say is The Simpsons. Yeah, that's um, where I think of 
when I think of snowballs, that's where I think of yeah. them from. Where Homer gives Bert an option between that and a hostess cupcake. We should have had hostess cupcakes, but we didn't. <laughs> but we should have tested our sexuality with those two pastries. <laughs> so I've never, I don't think I've ever had a snowball. I don't think I have either. So I'm excited. Yeah. So let's give them a try. Ooh, they are like really soft to the touch. Yep. I didn't expect the middle to be chocolate. That cake was pretty dry. It needed a little more cream. But I could just eat the marshmallows like that. Just big. <laughs> but I want them big, like the same size as the pastry and come just like that. They were so soft with that coconut on the outside. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. I I didn't mind the dryness of the cake inside so much. The but... marshmallow was like a different kind of marshmallow. It was kind of more like spongy like a little yeah. more i don't want to say moist i hate saying moist <laughs> and that makes it sound bad but yeah i felt like i wanted maybe a little more cream or or just the marsh the marshmallow yeah. the marshmallow was a fantastic like that ratio was pretty good though it was good i i just liked it i thought the marshmallow was great a little bit of coconutty flavor and mm-hmm. yeah i thought just the uh, texture of both the cake and the marshmallow went really well together and this isn't a flavor thing, but I do enjoy the pinkness of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would have another one. So Yeah, we have one more from the pack, so there you go. <laughs> uh, from the sound of our air horn brings us to our bonus item, which is also mentioned in a lot of cakes, in a lot of, in a lot of cakes, what? In a couple of movies and media, I guess. We have Sweet City, Sioux City? Sioux City. Sioux City, sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla. I think it's sarsaparilla. Yeah. I've never heard it sarsaparilla. No, but that's how it's spelled. S-A-R. So there is a song by Children of Bodom's Alex Laiho, sorry, called Sioux City, sarsaparilla. And I didn't realize this is where I have heard of sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla, however you want to say it, but it's, do you know? Okay, the Big Lebowski, the stranger oh, asks her yes. sarsaparilla, yeah. and the bartender says, Sioux City? He replies, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> now, they've been making sarsaparilla since 1987, but it's been around since like at least the 1800s where it was sold as medicine, not by this company, but like many carbonated Sodas, soft yeah. drinks. Yeah. Now, in the 1960s, the FDA banned using sassafras, which it because it's a carcinogen, which is often what U.S. sarsaparilla is made out of, because a tree grows in Mexico and Central America. Not to com- be confused with fillet powder, which is sassafras leaves, and this is sassafras bark root. Okay. But now it's usually birch, birch oil in okay. the U.S. Okay. Yeah, so often likened to root beer. Let's see how it is. I've had alcoholic sarsaparilla before, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I've I, had we've had that birch beer, the Crush, and I wonder if it's yeah. going to be going to be like that. But that Crush was like red or something, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it's interesting because it's like sweet at first, like pop, but then there's it's kind of like a kind of bitter kind of aftertaste. I used to think, and I didn't like root beer, and then I found some that I like, and maybe. Very similar taste without that wintergreen of the one I like, whose name I can remember. But Annex Brewery, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy it too. Yeah, it, ha- it does have a refreshing kind of aftertaste. Yeah, if you've ever had sarsaparilla or root beer, I would recommend this if you like it. Um, Actually, if you don't like root beer, give this one a try. Yeah, 
I think that's what I'm going to say. So what's next? So up, next yeah. up, I think we've had this, Ave. I think we have birthday cake Rice Krispie squares, and I think that's what we did. But what makes this one different is it's a thin, and I think it thin just means it's smaller, so there's less calorie in a bar okay. because it's smaller. Now I guess there's there's been panic that. People think Rice Krispies are gone because they're hard to find in the grocery shelves these days due to <laughs> supply chain problems. But oh, are they ever? But it they're they're not. They're coming back. I know. Before Christmas, we tried to get some and we had no luck. But they're coming back. So until that time, we haven't looked for a while. We can enjoy uh, it in square form. Well, I know where I work. We've been having a hard time because supply chain issues, and then Kellogg's went on strike. Oh. Yeah, so it was a whole whole ordeal, but let's give these a try. Ooh, there's like... Little like... They look almost like Smarties. I was going to say Smarties. I think it would be better if the sprinkles were mixed throughout it. Yeah. But it, it just... Ta- it didn't taste much different than a regular Rice Krispie Square. Oh, I found it did, but for the worse. It, you couldn't taste the marshmallow flavor as much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, as pretty disappointed but i don't <laughs> like rice crispy squares generally to begin with so so take what i say with a grain of salt i usually like rice crispy squares but they weren't as good as usual so yeah i mean a homemade one is pretty good too mm-hmm. and you can taste that butter and but yeah you know the birthday cake didn't add to it i'd rather just plain one no and there's a lot of funfetti or confetti or birthday cake stuff out there and it usually adds to it but this just did not add to it so Exactly. Oh, well. Next up, we have Hostess Lemon Drizzle Baby Bunts, which I'm excited for. Lemon. So, bunt cakes have a huge, have a pretty interesting history. I guess the recipe for a bunt cake doesn't matter. It's just the pan it's cooked in. That's what I thought. So, So bunt pan, that is a trademark from Nordic Ware. Otherwise, they'll sell it as fluted tube pans. Okay. It was licensed back in the 70s. In the 40s, there were two Jewish friends who asked the owner of the Nordic Ware Company to make a modern version of a Google Hop pan. I'm 100% sure I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> Which they did make in, they made in the 50s, in 1950. Wasn't overly popular until 1963 because there was a new good housekeeping cookbook and... There's a recipe in there from Ella Halfridge, which made tunnel of fudge bunk, bunt cake that gave her second, that that recipe was second place in a Pillsbury Bake Off. Um, she also won, not only got her recipe published, but won $5,000. And so that helped sell bunt, can, bunt pans. And then in the 70s, Pillsbury licensed bunt from the Nordic Ware Company so they could sell bunt cake recipes, a uh, box okay. cake. Yeah. Now the name? Probably, they're a little unsure, but it probably comes from, like, in northern Germany, it's called Gugelhopf Bunchkuchen, which kind of means kuchen is cake, and bund, without the T, means a group of people, so it's a good thing to take this cake to a group, because you can feed many. Now, it ha- that has its own mold, which is less fluted and less, like, coy- curled um, than... A bunt cake? Like, you know how it kind of, like, yeah, curves? Like... It's more straight. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I tried to come up with the words. I'm going to have to look it up so I can see a visual Yeah, it's like straight ridges as opposed to curved, okay. kind of. I think I like the idea of a straight 
Yeah. So it could or it could mean bunch, like the way the dough bunches or bundles around the center of the pan, like those fluted edges. Or the sides look like a bundle of wheat. That seemed far reaching. <laughs> yeah. Even at, but but however, although there was the Google Hopf pan, the Jewish American cookbooks rem- reference the word bunt, like B-U-N-D-T-E, as early as 1901 in cookbooks. Mm. So yeah, but Pillsbury helped kind of push bunt can- pans, and it actually started in the 70s outselling the Jello mold. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for this one. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Just falling into this chair again, more comfortable. <laughs> I thought that was great. It nice sure lemony was. flavor. It was nice. It was fluffy. Just a great flavor. The streusel on the outside was really nice, and it wasn't overwhelming. That's probably the best cake I've had in a while. It had that soft packaged cake feel. Like you want to just yeah. smush it in your mouth, like uh-huh. a whole one in your mouth. The lemon, yeah, was great. There was like a little bit of a um, like glaze on the outside. Yeah, which yeah. kind of flaked off like it kind of became crispy-ish. It wasn't hard. Crispy's not quite the word, but it complemented the softness yes, really nicely and nice lemon flavor, nice texture. It was and cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely enjoy more of that. So Yes, we still have one more in the package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's our last and item? And last today? up, also Hostess, Hostess Ding Dong, which I don't think I've ever had but heard of my whole life. So they've been around since 1967 and named because there was a TV ad that came out at the same time for it that had a ringing bell in it. So ding dong. Okay. Now, I couldn't, I have to say all of this because it struck me as funny. According to Wikipedia, there was a ring ding, there was a ring ding, ding dong conflict. Conflict. (laughs) Conflict. eh? Because in the East Coast, there was a similar product called a ring ding. Made by Drake's Cakes. Also fun to say. They merged with Hostess back in 1987, so then they became Ding Dongs. But then the merger collapsed, and they had to call them King Dongs, which is what they're called. I think I've seen that. In Canada, and still oh, to this okay. day. And yeah, they're still called that in Canada too, to, till today. So right. um, the Ring Ding Ding Dong conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Anyway, let's try one. Well, when I think of this, I think of Weird Al, so. What's Weird Al? When they're the music video for Fat, the guy's trying to give Weird Al food, and he's like, ding dong, man, ding dong. Oh, (laughs) and we have a caramel one. It's not what I expected. It kind of reminded me more of a wagon wheel. Yeah. Without the marshmallow, but the cake kind of was dry like that, like, but it wasn't a graham cracker, but. But the caramel flavor was really good. I like the caramel flavor in it. I thought it was nice. I thought I was like, this is going to sound weird because I always make stuff weird around here. If Spit I put Kool-Aid out. into my mouth, that's the type of flavor I got, like a powdery flavor almost. Oh, okay. Not like like a powdery texture as opposed to like flavor? Because I'm yeah. like, is there a caramel Kool-Aid? <laughs> no. But if you ever made Kool-Aid and you just pour like the Kool-Aid packet in and like this Kool-Aid cloud comes up. Yeah, yeah. That's the type of texture that I felt in my mouth when I first was biting into this. Okay. Or like the flavor of the Kool-Aid cloud. I guess I was expecting it almost to be like a Joe Louis. Joe Louis? Joe Louis? Like that and it wasn't. Okay, yeah. Disappointing. But I think I worked it up in my head as being better than it was because I have heard mm-hmm. of it my whole life and never had it. I will give that it that, but 
but it was good. I enjoyed it. So yeah. But we're going to bring you an ad from our sponsor and do a little recap. And this episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by Rumi. Not going to say much. I'm just going to play the ad and enjoy. Hi there. I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. So what was your favorite item here? Oh, the lemon for sure, the lemon mini mini bun for sure. Blew the other ones out of the water. I agree. The the lemon mini bun cake was great. I love that. That was good. I do tend to like lemon desserts best anyway, but... It was re- it was so soft, so lemony, uh-huh. cute, good yeah. different textures with the softness. Yeah, the mini bun for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I also liked the snowball. That was probably number two. And then ding dong number three. Uh, probably tied for number two. Like it was hard to choose yeah. which one. But yeah. Was... That's sarsaparilla though. Sarsaparilla. Yeah. I'll say both. You can correct me if you want people out there. It was my second choice and that was surprising okay. to me. That would be surprising for for me me to see you pick that. Like I would pick one of those up to drink one. Yeah. Like not yeah, okay, which isn't my go-to. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it was. I was surprised by some of the stuff. Just uh, how good that bun cake was. Like mm-hmm. I said, it was really good, and I'm just glad I had some of the other stuff that I never had before. Like I was glad ding I had dong, a snowball. snowball. And, yeah, and the ding dong. So, yeah, yeah it's just fun to have those things. So I could see putting a whole snowball in my mouth. Except they're really <laughs> big. I can't actually do that. Yeah. Maybe I just want to shove a bunch of things in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that is not what I meant. Well, that's enough for this podcast. <laughs> so what did you have to eat lately, eh? Good stuff. You so know, we never talk about gross stuff if there's something gross. I Well, I don't. I don't know if we've had anything gross. Yeah, but. I, I kissed you. <laughs> um, they can't see the look of disappointment <laughs> in my eyes. Well, they could probably see it, hear it, though. So I, I'm going to promote what I've had lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been doing this TikTok series of what I can jam into our cake pop maker. And this week I saw a recipe. Well, I guess not a recipe. I just saw somebody using Pillsbury dough and wrapping up a Cadbury cream egg in it and putting it in the air fryer. So I put with that in the cake pop maker. It was delicious. Like the chocolate melted. And then I made a grilled cheese the week before. Mm. That grilled cheese was really good. It was like, it was, it would be a great appetizer for a kid's party. (laughs) Yes, they would be. It would be a great appetizer. With a tomato, basically tomato soup to dip it in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a little tiny, like maybe like on an Asian spoon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Really chunky tomato soup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I just want to say follow me on TikTok. I don't do crazy dances. I just put stuff in a cake pop maker. Doesn't do crazy dances yet. (laughs) There's always hope. No, you won't see that. Maybe you'll make something that makes you so happy you'll want to dance. I've never seen you dance in my life because you were happy. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not going to start. In my life. Yeah. (laughs) But. Yeah, and I concur that the things were delicious. I've eaten some too. So you know what else is good? Modern well, burger, burger. Oh, yeah, yeah, modern burger was good. We uh, burger place in Calgary here. So Your friend Adam. Yeah, works, Adam works there. I said his name weird. Yeah. So 
we, I had the Wagyu burger. And it was good. It had a nice so did I. flavor. So it was, I enjoyed it. Beefy? It was, yeah, it was really Be- good. I had tater tots with it too. I, I had tater tots. I had onion rings and they were maybe the best onion rings I've ever had. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. That's why I didn't have any. You wouldn't share. I gave you one. That was enough. <laughs> you get your own next time. I made some meatballs the other day, some meatball open-faced sandwiches. So I used garlic bread, and I put Parmesan cheese on there and baked it in the oven. Made homemade meatballs, put those on there, put mozzarella cheese on top and some tomato sauce and baked mm-hmm. them in the oven again. It was just really good. They were just as hard to eat as it sounds, but it was worth it. They were delicious because <laughs> there wasn't too much bread to take from the meatball flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I cooked the meatballs in the air fryer. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, nice. so. It was, they came out really good. So they're basically health food. Yeah, basically health food. All the oil dripped off to the bottom and all the, and they were still moist on the inside. So. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought the air fryer was really good for that. Good to know. You also made homemade macaroni and made a taco beef macaroni and cheese. That was good. And when we say homemade macaroni, I made actual macaroni noodles. So. Yeah. It was fun to make. I, I like making pasta. I just don't do it too often. I made something surprising. I just threw it together last week, which you didn't eat. You wouldn't like it anyway. I made orzo and I mixed it with shrimp and tomatoes and arugula pesto and some feta and peppers. And it was really good. That was delicious. And the next day too. But nice. that was. I do like orzo. I think you, well, you don't really like the feta. So. Or. Or, I or shrimp. Arugula and, I throw and it cherry tomatoes. It. I'd rather just have a like a slice of tomato than cherry tomatoes. And I wouldn't. So we have two tomatoes in our house. <laughs> Basically, we have a grape tomato. It's grape tomatoes. We have more than two. Yeah. And sometimes you think to buy a tomato for yourself. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I used care. diced tomatoes yesterday in the taco mac and cheese. So yeah, yeah. I think we've been had some good meals lately. And yeah. Some good snacks this afternoon, some snack cakes. Yeah. And yeah, till next time, keep eating. Keep on eating.